Germany and beyond. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. was evolving that the Cabinet um, Crisis Committee of the New South Wales Government would take the advice, the health advice that was provided to us uh, later that morning or this morning. And, uh, and I will say this, that the New South Wales Government has always prided itself on taking the expert health advice. We're never uh, afraid to take a decision we need to to keep our citizens safe. And even though we don't want to impose burdens unless we absolutely have to, unfortunately, this is a situation where we absolutely have to. A few days ago, I said this was the scariest time that I felt since the pandemic started, and that's proven to be the case. So from 6pm today, all of Greater Sydney, the Blue Mountains, the Central Coast and Wollongong will go into a lockdown with stay-at-home orders in place until midnight Friday the 9th of July. There you go, and it should be... Yeah, Ooh. Yeah, we're alive, so to speak. Hey! Woo! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Popped Culture. Sort of. <laughs> kind of. Jason coming to us from... <laughs> from outer space. That's from where it... Safest place I could find. From Uranus. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not since ET was that funny. <laughs> Look, I don't have the best material, but... <laughs> so, obviously... We're all in lockdown as uh, as a result of the um, stay-at-home orders play, uh, by the our beautiful New South Wales government, and for good reason. Let's just say that before it sounds like I'm like some sort of conspiracy theory nutcase. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're we're trying something different just to have some content this week because we're not all allowed to be in the same room right now. That's Someone right. I that. don't know what you want me to say to that. <laughs> I, I affirm that that is true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> From space. <laughs> how are you guys doing? How's 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 lockdown treating you? Um, not too bad. I am very fortunate to be able to keep working. Um, so I'm still travelling, and I'm not really impeded by the lockdown. But um, it does make things difficult when you're in a building and there's less than. 20 other people in it and you can't really talk to them or be near them and you have to wear a mask which you know fair enough safety first but um it does change your experience a little bit yeah well it uh, went on my holidays so no it sucks well, well, <laughs> very well timed lockdown yes and i was going to go to the quarantine 
uh, facility at uh, North Head. How ironically, ironic. yes. Yeah, everyone says that. Which one did you do? I did the extreme ghost oh, okay. tour, the one that's at like you got to be there at midnight or something. And they had all the equipment and things. Oh, uh, sure. They, <laughs> <laughs> they used the equipment. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, did people bring equipment? No, no one brought equipment. Uh, yeah. I got pneumonia that night, though. <laughs> it's, it's not the, <laughs> the Black Plague. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very cold, and we were in the wind, and I got very ill. Uh, no ghosts, though. Ah, uh, bummer. Yeah, no, what well. a shock. <laughs> so, we didn't really have a topic this week because, well, here we are. So, I have compiled a list of intense questions to be answered and discussed. If I can find it, there it is. Um, so I, I, first thing I did was I watched a lot of uh, news broadcasts that were filmed during lockdown. So the, the first question that they always ask is, first and foremost, are both of you wearing pants? Yes. I am? I was wondering about you, though. You're the one who first posted that. Potentially you might not be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is a series of movie and tv and all sorts of things that we're going to talk about for fun mm -hmm. because what else have we got to do mm. i know jason's answer to this but it'll be fun to hear again anyway what is the first movie you ever remember seeing at a cinema i'll let monica go first um at a cinema i remember when i was very young, my mum took me, I think it was to Macquarie University, and they showed a screening of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at the cinema there. And it was delightful. <laughs> I loved it. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it really sticks with me. I don't remember the whole film, but I just remember um, the Hi-Ho song and all the dwarves are walking across the um, love that they turn into a bridge. And I remember the evil queen and, oh, yeah, it was you know, so colourful and the music was great and it was just such a feat of animation as well. It was, yeah, I, I really appreciate that mum took us and, you know, did her best to sort of show us different cultural things as kids. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm. It, it creeps me out, but it, it's cool. It's a good choice. What <laughs> <laughs> <Not> way? <laughs> uh, oh, Doc. Doc. Oh, yeah. Doc oh. creeps me out. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> He's a doctor. He's got a medical degree. What's he doing with all these minors in a also, cabin? Not, not to mention that Grumpy's also um, dead. Um, he's a bit of a misogynist. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think mine was. I'm pretty sure Independence Day. Oof, that's at, a good one. At, at, um, at the Roxy in Parramatta, when it used to be a cinema and a not a nightclub. The classiest establishment in the Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure my mum took me to Independence Day, and then afterwards I got a Jeff Goldblum action figure. Oh, with oh, shirt or without? With, with shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, you did do the Goldblum. The yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I remember, I remember just being, like, blown away by it. Oh, I would have stuck for sure. Yeah. Not that one. Yeah. 
it's such a spectacle of a movie, mm. you know. There's a lot to like about it. So, uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I vividly remember going to see that. I'm sure there, there may have been something else, but that's the one I, like, absolutely remember seeing at the cinema. That's awesome. Jason's is good. Ooh. Mine's good. I like yep. that story. Yeah. Go. Okay. Well, mine was the King Kong film from the 70s. So, I've... How old would I have been? Probably about four or, f yeah, probably four when it was there. Uh, totally age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know why that was the first film I got to see, but it was, and we went and saw it. Um, I s had nightmares for at least the next year of trying to escape King Kong in a building and in a train and all of these sorts of scenes that happened in it. So, um, yeah, it's... It's very well stuck with me, that's for sure. Like, um, there's, I think I went to look back at it a couple of years ago and it was weird how much it had been uh, cemented in my brain where every scene that popped up, I'd just get these sort of weird goosebumps from the memory as a four-year-old. So, yeah, <laughs> I might have been traumatised, I think. <laughs> it's a good one. It's like um, I, I watched it again a few years ago and it's sort of that combination of sort of suit work and puppets and it's good yeah oh look it's an impressive film for the time and that but um yeah fortunately the next one was star wars and then after that was superman so i had a, a good run of my that's first a, three films that's an excellent run <laughs> all right next question is there an actor that you like so much you would watch a movie just because they were in it Mine is Bruce Campbell. I've watched some trash just because Bruce Campbell was in it. Yeah, I I will watch Christian Bale in anything, um, and he's done his fair share of trash. I can name one Terminator movie in particular. <laughs> um, but I think overall his body of work is really impressive, and even if the film isn't that good, he's at least going to be the best part of it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard one for me. I, I used to follow actors, but I don't really anymore. Just because of the disappointments, as you're suggesting, you can follow the actor to a film that just, you know, is that bad that you no longer respect them for it. But it's not their fault. You know, they, they're just making their money, I guess. But um, it used to be Anthony Hopkins. I'd watch anything with him. Um, that's only because of Silence of the Lambs was sort of the biggest introduction to him. And, yeah, I've seen all sorts of things earlier from him and since did so, you get to did you get to see uh transformers the last night featuring say anthony hopkins i uh, see that's where i wouldn't have bothered <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's pretty uh, bad oh i'm sure look say transformers and you've I've, you've left oh, me at the first film they're, they're not that bad uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right a movie you haven't seen at the cinema, but would want to see at the cinema. I would love to see Jaws at the cinema. I think it's. Right. Yeah, I have many times. I haven't, and you know, I've seen it a lot on TV. Um, it's an excellent movie. It's, I think, almost the perfect movie. But I would, I would love the opportunity to see it on the big screen. The ultimate is to get the thirty-five millimeter print film version not that, that, not a digital that was a religious experience <laughs> yeah it would be yeah yeah uh, scott and i went to see that 
um, up here in the mountains, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and the, the edge, I think it was. Yeah, the sound was totally different. Yeah, yeah there were like crackles and pops and... But there was all, yeah, but there was also sort of a greater depth to it. Like yeah. when, when they digitised it, it sort of lost a lot of that creepy sound that's in there. Just yeah, general sound. The, the, um, the, the process or... Yeah. Yeah, there's something that was that was that was the first time I got to see it at the cinema, and it was very much like, oh wow! And then I sort of got to see the the 4K version they did of it, and I went to a they did a, a Spielberg movie horror night, and it was Jaws and then Jurassic Park back to back, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, that would be. Hmm, I'm trying to think of something that I would like to see at the movies that I haven't. I, I think something one of the older ones like Doctor Strangelove or. You know that that sort of stuff that obviously you can't really see it at the movies. So uh, it, it's hard for me to pick that because a lot of the ones that I want to see at the movies, I see at the movies. So yeah, you've you've, you've <laughs> gone. Well, yeah, I think since we like like I think I've seen a lot of ones I've wanted to see, but I think uh, the original Evil Dead, I've never I've never got to see yeah. on the big screen, and that's one that I would really like to see on the big screen. I. I Weaseled my way into uh, a showing of what was it? It was a double feature. It was The Evil Dead and um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they did this. Very good double feature. (laughs) It was a. (laughs) It was a double. Like Cremorne had. uh, Not Cremorne, North Sydney used to have a little uh, cinema sort of down underneath one of the buildings there. I don't know. It might still be there. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, they used to do all these double features. They always had Godzilla, Scott. All, all, the, all the Japanese Godzillas were always on. And, You're telling yeah. us now? <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm talking quite a while ago. Let's add a few decades in. and <laughs> I might not have even been around. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you were. <laughs> but, um, yes, you would have loved that cinema. I'm sure I would have. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was eye-opening because <laughs> oh. that's, when I, that's <laughs> when I first saw it too. <laughs> Jeez, that was the first time you saw it was at the cinema. Yeah, that's amazing. I was right into horror films, but um, I oh, that think, would have been a hell of a double feature. Yeah, the the video store wouldn't let me borrow it because obvious reasons. But <laughs> somehow we <laughs> somehow we got into uh, the the cinema. I I think the first time I ended up seeing it was I bought a DVD of it, which I don't know how I ended up getting it, but I got a DVD of it. <laughs> and um yeah same with texas in that regard actually i bought bought them both from a like i don't know some dvd chain yeah that silly obviously didn't care that they were rated r no they probably just hired someone who was 15 and didn't look at it <laughs> i won <laughs> <laughs> all good choices okay if someone was to make a movie about your life, who would play you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my life is interesting enough to have a movie made about it. But... <laughs> the, <laughs> the bureaucracy and government planning the movie. <laughs> totally. Um, God, I, I, don't, I wouldn't even know... I would maybe do it as an animated feature instead of getting an <laughs> <laughs> and make it a silent film. 
make it a bit more dramatic that way. Monica's going for the Pixar approach. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's casting yourself. Yeah. That's a very hard thing to do. Would you like to go with who would direct your movie then? Oh, no, no. I think casting... It's a fair question. I, I don't want to. If I was going to ask Jason, if budget. Your fridges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Jeff Bridges. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking Australian just because I'm Australian, but um, I don't know what Jeff Bridges' Australian accent would be like. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be perfect, and we all know it. um all right i'll go with jeff bridges because i just can't think of anything else um but that's probably because i empathize with uh, the big lebowski so much (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go with like 90s jason lee circa more rats okay yep (laughs) you got time to think about your answers i do (laughs) There's more, there's more to come. No, that's all right. Keep going. All right. All right. All right. All right. Something that we don't get to talk about very often on this show. Do you have a single favorite book? Uh, yes. Yes. (laughs) There you go. We answered your question. going to assume it's the holy bible and move on (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that's a good choice it's a very good choice yeah that's i can't go past it for the comedy and the sci-fi philosophy a whole lot of stuff in it but very readable and accessible without being too heavy and it you know I, i don't believe books have to be heavy in the way that they're written to convey quite high concepts, if you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hmm. Um, my favourite book is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. It's it's gothic horror. It's a science fiction novel. It's just so well-paced. I love everything about it. Good choice. Yeah. And yourself. Uh, <laughs> probably High Fidelity. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see how that fits you to a T. Yeah, <laughs> if you yeah, was uh, in a DVD store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just making lists and <laughs> reminiscing on my my romantic failures. <laughs> no, it's 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 good, and I mean, it made a really good movie too. So, Jason, can I ask your thoughts on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy film starring one Martin Freeman? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got this bee in my bonnet, and I call it the Americanonization, as in canon, yeah. uh, of English literature, and that's just an example of it. Tim Tim, Bur- Tim Burton's the worst criminal of the lot, but um, yeah, it they they don't get it. It's America. Yeah, you, should ask, you should ask Jason what he thought about the uh, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. If you really want to start a fire, <laughs> I mean, how much time have we got? Yeah, that wasn't what the question was about, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's they i don't think american humor and english humor really comes together per, that well i'm gonna um, argue high fidelity might be the only example where it works 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. But uh, I, I mean, I haven't read the book, so I don't know. If, I can't answer that one. Um, is it that it's very similar humour, or is it that? Oh, it's very similar. It's, it's John Cusack yeah, embodies the character. It's just one set in England and one set in Chicago. So, but I compared to uh, what you're talking about, which is uh, horrific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I, I'm sure they can. I mean, it's probably unfair of me to make it as a blanket rule, but no, I don't think the, so. the, when you look at uh, the classic literature that's out there and uh, that comes from England, it it just is never treated properly because they don't have the experience, the English experience to work from when, from which it's based. Um, yeah, I guess one of the ones that works, and I don't know the full production background of it, is probably Harry Potter. Uh, uh, you know, it's is that American? Or is it English? Is it? I I don't know the details on that. I think you have a. Uh, mm. We've sort of talked or touched on it very briefly before. It's that sort of. I think when you're talking about comedy, the to the the British sort of comedy, I think is sort of similar to our sense of comedy. But the American comedy is a very much more um, uh, outward facing gun. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. You can sort of see it. There's um. A film that was made, one by British production and American production, Death at a Funeral. Very, oh, yes, yeah. Very, very different um, ways of telling the exact same story. And the British one's just way more compelling and a lot more funny. I never saw the American one. I just didn't. After seeing the British one, I'm like, well, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. But I think, I think Hitchhikers is uh, maybe it's unfilmable, but... It, um, even the TV series isn't especially good. Uh, I find the TV series works better than that film, though, because... It, oh, it, it, yeah, it absolutely works better than the film, but I still think it kind of, it's not yeah. the same as the um, the book. Yeah, but you've got to realise the history of the whole book as well. It, it was originally a radio play. Hmm. That's how it started. Um, then as the radio play became popular, he wrote the book. So the book's oh, actually an embellishment no. of the radio play. Mm. And then that radio play got transformed into the television series. So Douglas Adams and Simon Jones, everyone who was part of the original radio play, uh, got together to make that television series. And that's why it's a bit closer to the radio play rather than the book. Ah, right. So, uh, so it, it doesn't have his great use of language in just his narrative descriptions of things. You know, it throws it in every once in a while, but not to the same extent as the book, and you, you can never cover that. So, yeah, un, unfilmable to match it, but I don't think it's unfilmable to give you the essence because the essence was the radio play. Yeah, right. Mm. That movie, however, not the essence. No, no. <laughs> in many ways it wasn't. <laughs> Effluence, yes, but maybe not essence. <laughs> okay. Favourite? animated movie or TV show or both. I don't mind. We don't get to cover a animation. We sort of talk about the big Pixar releases. Seems to be the only thing we get around to doing. Um, I'm not sure if it counts. Um, I, it might be cheating, but um, I'm going to say it anyway. Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> no, Which, I don't think that's cheating. Yeah, good. Because um, I used to watch that movie on repeat as a child. Um, I'm completely obsessed with it still to this day. It's and horrifying. 
No, it's it's brilliant. Is what it is. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's really <laughs> messed up. Yeah, I mean, it's it handles a lot of very dark themes as well, not just um, with what's happening to poor Roger, where he thinks his wife is cheating on him and he's framed for a murder that he didn't commit and he's a man on the run. But you also see the very tragic story of Eddie Valiant and why he's, you know, a racist against tunes. <laughs> Tunist. He's a tunist, exactly. <laughs> cool. <Yeah>. Very cool. <laughs> I think The Simpsons, like, seasons 1 to 11, I will. I have seen so many times I could probably quote individual episodes, but yeah. I'm sort of, um, beyond that, I've, I've kind of lose interest, but I, I think The Simpsons has stuck with me since watching it as a kid where I found it very funny for Homer falling over and stuff to an adult where those... <laughs> Some of those jokes are the best jokes ever. I mean, if not for The Simpsons, I don't think a lot of people would understand what dignity is. So, <laughs> it's dignity to win. Hmm. <laughs> um. It's the favorite animated movie or TV. I don't mind. Yeah. I mean, I for television, I'd say The Simpsons would have been mine for a very long time but i guess it's longevity made it a little wearing on me and so i don't have that same feeling about it anymore that i did when it was out and you know you're watching each you haven't given episode of all you want to crack yet oh we we might have looked at episodes here and there but no no i'm not, not very good that's and I'm... and well i don't know <laughs> i couldn't tell you which ones i've seen now I, i'm sure i saw up to about 11 at least um but uh, things like the amazing world of gumball i find just got that little extra surreal bit that i like if you've never seen that one i have not there you go there's one for you to watch with the kids because it's <laughs> very All surreal right. yep um try and find it i don't know right. yeah i don't know surreal i got into adventure time for a really a really good period in my uh yeah and, dates. yeah adventure time it uh, you can sort of see the evolution of them from the Simpsons, from the Flintstones, and so on. Uh, my childhood favourite was Scooby Doo. But <laughs> that's I like, love Scooby Doo. That's, like, that's like the, the child's gateway drug to horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but animated films, poor. Uh, it's it's sort of hard now because there's such good ones out there to give a favourite. I think I'd go with. Um... I know. I feel like Spirited Away is certainly. Um, that's a fabulous film. Yeah, that's like that's like one that's really stuck with me for ever since I saw it, and it's very good. Yeah, Spirited Away is probably the best of all those Studio Ghibli type films, and the anime. Um, mm. I, I do have a thing for Akira if it's the anime stuff, but which I still haven't seen. But we might be rectifying that. Yes, yes, we've maybe. Got to hopefully, see it at the cinema because. It's definitely worth it. And we'll do um, a retrospective on it. But we'll yeah. see, obviously, yeah. the world's in flux at the moment. So we'll see uh, but then, yeah, there's so many. I'd say Soul was pretty good for Pixar. That, Soul to was me, very good. That's probably my favourite Pixar film now. So that would probably sit as my favourite animation. Yeah, I think I'd put Soul up there. That was, um, that was something else. Hmm. Mm. I don't know whether I fully expected it to hit me as hard as it did or not, but it, it, um, it was a very, very good movie. 
prior to that, as far as Pixar, maybe Inside Out might have been the, the closest. Yeah, I think it's the same writer director of that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. Inside Out's very good. I haven't seen Soul, um, and it's on my list, but um, Inside Out's phenomenal. Hmm. Well, Soul's another step up. Oh, good. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the best way of describing it. Yeah. yeah, it's got the same blood, but it's really good. Oh, I can't wait then. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. All right, a movie adaptation that is better than the book. Oh, that's easy. That's yeah, I know. I know it is. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jaws. <laughs> I would say in that vein, then um, Jurassic Park as well. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like the book, but I just think the film is just takes it up to the next level. I don't know. That's sinister John Hammond. It's a bit more. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, the film's definitely tighter. Like yeah. if, 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 if I was going to compare them, the film is tightened up. I mean, Michael Crichton was still wrote it, so it's from the same writer. Mm. Um, so he obviously had a meeting with Spielberg and worked out how they were going to change these things and bring different books together and so on. So, um, but Jaws is a... Jaws is really obvious. It's like the book is... Uh, I'm glad I've read it, but it's certainly... It's not a fun read. Like everyone's just miserable when you read it and... Ellen Brody's banging Hooper and <laughs> the chief is this kind of like disgruntled, overweight cop who <laughs> Quince Quint. I mean, that's probably yeah. the one thing I can't really take away from the book. It, like that character is very clear. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's, it's still, a, it's not a bad book. Ultimately, obviously it was good enough for everyone to go, Hey, it'd be worth making a film out of this. But um, yeah, it just lacks that. I don't know the tension. I guess it doesn't. Well, they, run with they, that. No, it doesn't. And they like the you know that last chunk of the movie that's so amazing and iconic. They just like go back into shore every day, and there's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah. it definitely lacks that. And then I think it's the personal drama stuff that kind of gets bogged down in. And I don't know if that's Peter Benchley's strength is uh, relationship drama. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> Of the three books of his I've read, it's definitely the best one. <laughs> oh, you've read more than me. <laughs> I've only read that one. Yeah, oh, no, 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 no. I read Beast. Read yeah, I've read Beast. Beast. I have read Beast. You're right. I just remembered it as I said that. And yeah. White Shark. I've read White Shark. No, I haven't read that one. Which is about the um, the the Nazis make a part man, part great white shark, part dolphin hybrid monster. That's <laughs> <laughs> He's just following the pattern of a sequel to Jaws, really. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine how good that movie would have been? <laughs> they made a TV movie out of it. Um, oh, no. In the, oh, maybe the early 2000s. It's got um, Craig T. Nelson in it. <laughs> but they're not Nazis. It removes the Nazi part and is like, it was Americans all along. All right. But the, the, if you if you get the opportunity to Google it, the like suit and practical effects, the monster looks friggin' amazing in it. Okay, it's just a rubbish like four hour TV movie to get to some man shark action. 
That's a long right. time to something like that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, look, look, I mean, the man shark's pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe it has nothing on man bear pig, who knows? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so that's an easy one. All right. What is your ultimate guilty pleasure movie? The movie that everyone else looks at you like, why do you like that, you weirdo? Yeah. I, I've got an interesting take on this idea of guilty pleasure. Why is it guilty? Why, why do you have to feel guilty about watching it? Uh, and I, I'm serious. It's sort of, I thought about that and I went, what is my guilty? I've, I've thought about before you asked the question, you know, what films are a guilty pleasure? And is it because it's wrong to watch them as in an ethical thing or is it... <laughs> Is it that oh, it's not that high, human, that human high, high, just gets yeah. but see, I don't go watch that one. Yeah. That would be a guilty pleasure if I enjoyed that. But, that um, would be a serious, <laughs> point of serious concern if you enjoyed that. But then it's also, is it a case that um, we're suggesting films have a, an academic or intellectual requirement to be worthwhile and anything that doesn't meet it, it's a guilty pleasure. That's sort of what I'm saying. It's like I'm trying to work out what makes it guilty. And I've been thinking about it for a while, so you, you hit one where I'd actually had a little think on it. So You have thought about it far more than I have. Yeah, so I've caught you now. That's good. I think maybe a guilty pleasure movie could also be a film where you might say that you don't like a particular thing and by you liking it, it makes you... A hypocrite. Ah, okay. Yeah, all right. No, I, li I like that. I, I can work with that. Yeah, um, <laughs> mine will be um, Van Helsing, um, the Stephen Thompson movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of over-bloated CGI mess movies that don't make a lot of sense, but I'm totally there for Richard Roxburgh doing the campus yeah. track. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like maybe it's just the Stephen Summers effect, because I'll even say I love him. I don't care. He, he gave us the mummy, and I, he will always get a pass. <laughs> Because <laughs> G.I. Joe wasn't good, but I just, I really liked it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So hypocritical. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's sort of, you. I think you've got to keep watching them, don't you? For me, it's probably the one where you watch it, um, you know it so well, but it's just passing the time. So I guess that's a guilty pleasure in that you not really experiencing anything new. Well, that could be like almost every other movie I would rather watch again than try and find anything new these days. Yeah, but that, I, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to answer that one. I've just thought about it too much. Um, uh, I'll look, I'll say something like Akira because it's not, it's got stuff in it that's not great, but, you know, that'd be a guilty pleasure. Um, I don't know, really. I don't know either now. You made me doubt myself. I was going to be like, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be like Transformers because it's shit and I frequently piss and rant about Michael Bay being shit, but I'm like, I'll watch robots turn into cars. I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a fair enough answer. I feel saying Transformers is sufficient. <laughs> Actually, I'll say this. Any of those obviously bad films by title. So... Snakes my, on a my, plane. Yeah, that, that'd be an example. Okay, so... My, it's not a guilty pleasure in that I don't really know what it's going to be about and what it's like, but I know it 
generally about 99.999% sure that it's going to be really bad and I'm going to enjoy how bad it is. And it, you know, it could be Crocosaurus or one of those oh, sorts of things. <laughs> there you go. That, that, that sort of stuff. That would be my guilty pleasure. There you go. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that one for a, uh, for mm. a, a special occasion. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was, um, what was it? Sharktopus versus Terracuda. Yeah, that sort of stuff. What is yeah. Terracuda? That's, that's part pterosaur, part barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they—they—they would be my guilty pleasures of those sorts of films. I enjoy so. them, like, because I, I, I know they're going to be. Like, I'm not expecting uh, production value or acting, or <laughs> you're just expecting some really ridiculous monster to watch. I'm expecting yeah. a shark to push fighting terracuda, yeah, which is it. apparently Monica's new mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a terracuda plush for Christmas, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Was that the thing that Kano was fighting in Mortal Kombat? <laughs> <laughs> that was the reptile. <laughs> okay. Um, bad TV show that you enjoy. Mm, you I just wouldn't waste your time on it. No. I don't enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> Television such an investment. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, it's, exactly. It's not just, you know, it's something that can go on for years. So, yeah, yeah I, I tend to sort of, when I lose interest, I just refuse to watch it anymore. That is fair. That might have been a shit yeah. question because I don't even know what my answer would have been. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, talking about it, I don't quite understand the, the, I mean, there's a whole group of people out there who enjoy it. And I remember being in a share house when Beverly Hills 90210 was mm. at its height. Oh. And, and and I'd leave a room going, I just can't watch this. I can't waste my time with it. And, you know, they, then they'd be all there going, oh, but it's so bad. It's worth watching. And I'm going, yeah, no, <laughs> not that sort of bad. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't quite get it. And, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is another one. <gasps> yes, it's not good. Come on. Well, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not amazing television, but for some reason that, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tell us how it is, Monica. Come on. I have a complicated relationship now, considering that Joss Whedon has turned out to be a huge piece of shit, which I'm not overly surprised about. Um, <laughs> and there are some clunkers. Yes. Coffee, don't get me wrong, but there's just something about the central character that I really relate to. She's She wants to be the very best friend that she can be, but she's got this... I guess, chosen oneness that sort of inhibits a lot of her life. And it's just interesting watching her trying to balance those two things together. That, that's why I really love the show. Okay. Yep. Friendship. Friendship. <laughs> but, you know, um, and it's also, unfortunately, has one of the worst TV characters I've ever encountered, which is Xander Harris. So, from Xander. Um, when you say not all men, it's definitely Xander Harris. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll go back. All right, now I know why I put this there. You've reminded me. <laughs> uh, I, got, I really like Smallville, but it's garbage, but mm. there's something yeah. about it that I enjoy that kind of comic booky. Yeah. Interesting you mentioned that with all the news with um, Alison Mack in the news. <laughs> well, 
Yeah, that's a that's a that's a nightmarish scenario. That is. It's, yeah. Do you, do you know what that's about, Jace? No, not at all. Uh, one of the one of the the young talented young actresses from Smallville has been arrested as part of a sex trafficking cult. Yep. What? What? <laughs> was, was an accomplice to this guy called Keith Raniere, and um, she allegedly spearheaded the idea of recruiting vulnerable women and also branding them as part of the induction into the cult. So, it like yeah, it's like it's like really bad to the point of like yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she um actually just got three years um sentenced to prison because she did a plea deal. Oh. Whereas Keith Ramirez is serving a 120-year sentence. Well, he'll be a good old man by the time he gets out. <laughs> if he gets out. <laughs> hey, hey, Bill Cosby can get let out. Anyone can get oh, let out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to free Britney, not free fucking Cosby. <laughs> it's 2021. Anything can happen. Uh, Favourite TV show theme song? Ooh, I love the theme song to Parks and Recreation. It's just so cute and it's a little ditty. I don't remember the theme song to Parks and Recreation. <laughs> it's like the little whistle, like do 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 do. It's just that, and it keeps going. It's great. It just captures the small townness of it all. I sort of have two, um, but I'm talking about bad TV again. Um, but the first one's uh, Lost in Space. I, I love the theme song from Lost in Space, if you remember that. I don't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. You'll have to go look, watch it I now, will, won't apparently. you? Yeah. Uh, but that's the one that always catches in my head anyway. Uh, but I think it must have been the Australian uh, series of Charmed, like as in... Uh, Charmed was like in the nineties with Alyssa Milano and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Their, yeah, yeah, and they had How Soon Is Now is was the theme it's song. It's a Jeff, the Jeff Buckley song, isn't it? No, no, it's um, the Smiths. Oh, yeah. So, but that's sort of unfair because it wasn't really written for the the show. So, mm. so I'll go with Lost in Space or Mission Impossible, one of those two. Oh, that's a good oh, thing. That's a good. Oh, actually, now that we're talking about it a little bit more, there's also the Get Smart theme. Yeah, that's not bad. That's which good. I really that's like. But I, I think... like I like X Files. It's it's very evocative yeah. to me of like yeah. all of those. Like it, it it conjures all these great images in my head of like weird and wonderful things. Yeah. <laughs> or Mash. Oh, Mash is a really good one. So is um. Oh, it was just in my head and it's escaped me now. Um. Damn it! What was it? Oh well. Oh right. well. Oh, well, round <laughs> the twist. Sorry, round the twist. Oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, round, round the twist is great. Yeah, uh, what, And the weird thing is, I think what makes that work really well is it's one of the actors singing it. Yeah, exactly. So, so just having the intro sung by one of the actors, the voices carried through the show, mm -hmm. and I noted how that changes the feeling of it because of that. Um, but yeah, that's a great little. Yeah. Intro song. Uh, the other one I put in is Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's a great one. Um, there's. It seems that in the '60s you get a lot of the really classic, classic intros. I'm a big fan of uh, the Thunderbirds intro as well. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's '60s. Uh, good fun. Been watching it with Wyatt. My, my oh, son yeah. is really enjoying the uh, 
the puppets. He found my big Thunderbird too, so he's having <laughs> that one. Yeah, my kids, I was showing them the other day and they didn't like it. I watched some... Um... Oh, no, sorry, you go ahead. No, I like the original. Yeah, yeah. Just show it's... them the crocodile episode. That, like, but that's that... the one that I showed them first. They, they didn't mind that, but when we watched another one, they sort of went, oh. That's sad. I know. I was <laughs> sad. And I went, oh, well, I'm going to keep watching it. <laughs> I'll show you. Oh, how, good's the, how good's the theme to, like, the 90s, the Batman cartoon? I don't know that one. Yeah, uh, it's great. It takes the kind of the um, Danny Elfman theme and... Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say Danny Boyle, but that's not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am always... Um, I always think of my mum whenever I hear the um, theme song to um, Cheers. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. really, really good, and it's an excellent show. And um, also of the Golden Girls, which she and I sometimes watch together, and it just brings us both a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. It is cute. Cool. Um, ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da -ba. Uh, favorite TV show? Ooh. Is there a TV show you've watched through more than once or actively enjoy watching? Or For me, it's Deadwood. I think I've watched that series through like maybe four times. <laughs> like, it's just that good. <laughs> and thankfully, as you know, as much as I'm disappointed it got cancelled, there's a little bit of it and it's perfect. It didn't get, it didn't have the opportunity to spoil. Yeah. No, and they did attempt to resolve it too, which was yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, the movie was very good. I didn't see the movie yet. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen the movie? No. It's good. It ends it sort of thing. Oh, okay, cool. I'll have to get that one. It ends it very well. Cool. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Deadwood. Um, I I can't go past the first season of True Detective. Which I only just watched for the first time, like, last week. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I was off work sick, and I had literally... The only reason I watched it was because I'm such a fan of, like, H.P. Lovecraft and... I've read The King in Yellow, the, um, it's not by Lovecraft, it's, I can't remember who wrote it, but Lovecraft stole all of it and put it, put it yeah, into right. his work, the idea of Carcosa and Hasta, The King in Yellow and these things. So, um, I forget, I saw something and it was just like, I'm like, True Detectives, it was on like a Lovecraft Facebook page and I'm like, what? Yeah. So I watched it and I was just like, I finally watched it and I was just utterly blown away. I have no interest in watching season two and three. <laughs> but I was just like blown away by how good season one was. Yeah, it's the. Uh, I think it's like about the third episode. I sort of watched multiple times just to listen to the dialogue um, of their their conversations. Uh, you know, they. How would I describe it? They get this beautiful balance of um, different characters with different points of view, but none is necessarily right. And it has really intelligent conversations about things like whether it's religion and belief and things like that. It's it's just outstanding. And then, of course, the actual general feeling of uneasy oh, gets throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's it, it's still the best television I've seen. I think. I um I have a few actually that I always routinely go back to. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, 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 not Buffy. Even <laughs> No, one that I always go back to is um, Parks and Recreation. Um, there's just something about it that I find utterly charming and the ensemble cast is just so strong and you care about every single character. 
I, I see. I think it's absolutely fantastic. There was a point where like they lost a lot of actors, I think, and then yeah, it was just before it was the sixth season, I think. Rob Lowe and Rashida Jones left the series. Yeah, and I think I gave up. No, I mean the last season's completely worth it. I mean, my, you know, it, it depends on which characters you enjoy. Um, and obviously those two characters, particularly Chris Traeger, which is Rob Lowe's character, he's just terminally delightful. <laughs> As is Rob Lowe. As is Rob Lowe. Um, <laughs> so that's one for me. Another one I would say is Twin Peaks. Um, oh, that's good. Particularly the first season. It's just fantastic. It is the blueprint for any TV show that followed it um, with supernatural themes or even with crime. Oh, the, the, I think Twin Peaks sort of gave birth to the concurrent mm. uh, sing, single arc narrative. Yeah. TV before that, I think, was primarily episodal. And Twin Peaks just sort of keeps going and going and going with this sort of soap opera it has feel. Yeah, and I was also a little apprehensive when um, the third season dropped a couple of years ago. I still haven't watched it. I'm just scared. Oh, it's... It's excellent. It's really, really good. It's a bit of a departure, um, but you still get to see all the characters again, and it's just peak Lynch. <laughs> so just prepare yourself for that. <laughs> um, and the other one is a more recent one for me, um, is um, Fleabag. I, I love Fleabag. Uh, um, Phoebe... Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Thank you. Yeah, it's based on actually a one-woman show that she did um, as a play. And there's only two seasons, but it's about this woman and she's just um, struggling with being someone in her late 20s, early 30s in a very difficult family. And she's also a bit toxic too. And she's toxic to the people around her and that makes it very difficult to care about what happens to her or to understand what she's going through. Um, but it's wickedly funny. Nice. Yeah. I think um, one of the other sh shows that absolutely captured me was probably Stranger Things. I've not seen it yet. <laughs> wow, you've got a fun few uh, days ahead of you then when you... Yeah, everyone's telling <laughs> me to watch it. <laughs> it's if you like, if you like your 80s uh, nostalgia, mm -hmm. it's... Uh, how would I say it? It's nailed it. Oh, look, I certainly do. And it's even got Winona Ryder in it, who is the 80s um, personified. Let's face it. <laughs> she plays She plays 80s mum now. Oh, she's yeah. the 80s mum now? Yeah. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of other shows. There's there's quite a few that have been quite good. It's, um, oh, I think TV is, in general, has, I think since The Sopranos has sort of taken a dramatic turn towards sort of cinematic. It's yeah. I think, I think TV used to be just sort of like exposition, 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 exposition before they were like, hey, we can move the camera. <laughs> That's true, but there's also something really um, charming about how simple, um, you know, just one frame to one frame can be. I think a really good example of that is Frasier. Um, I love Frasier. I watched it a lot growing up. It's a very simple frame. It's sort of, when you're watching it, it feels like it's a play. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. that. I yeah. think like Seinfeld, like all like yeah, all they're all in of, a room. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all very like the sit the sitcom thing has. Yeah. It's that live audience sitcom feel. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the other show which I have to say would be up there is Peep Show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome. uh, yeah. Peep, Peep Show is Peep Show is very good. 
it, it's um, I just I haven't seen anything that's so uncomfortable but so hilarious at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the ingredient is crime. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, peep show is great. But then you know you get you get sort of like classic stuff like Faulty Towers and things which are always rewatchable. Oh, so uh, I quite like like revisiting Black Adder every now and then. And Black Adder, yeah, and yeah. the young ones. No, young ones, I <laughs> I've tried so many times that it's just, it's like it's too much for me. Yeah. There's also um, when you see TV shows inspired by other TV shows. Um, one that I recommended to my dad, and he thankfully ended up really liking it, was um, The Thick of It. Um, which is sort of like I explained it to him. It's like yes, Prime Minister, but with a lot more swearing. <laughs> but, but with, with Malcolm Tucker. <laughs> with Malcolm Tucker, as well as Peter Capaldi. That show is just amazing. <laughs> it is a yeah, it's a good it's <laughs> it's that uh, vicious edge of uh, British satire. He, yeah, that that character is just like a diabolical whirlwind of abuse, and the one line is in there. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I think Veep. I think Veep tries to be it sometimes, but it just doesn't have the same. That goes back to what, Sorry, I think, I think that goes back to what Jason was saying earlier: um, the American versus British sensibilities in comedy. Because you can see Veep as a direct um, lift from Thick of It, but it's just set in America in a higher placement of office. Yeah, but. I and it's very good, and I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus is great in it, but if I'm going to pick between the two, I will pick the thick of it no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, on to something completely different. Favourite album? We've never talked about music apart from John Williams over and over and over again. <laughs> is there a band? Let's talk about music for a second. Mm, yeah, yeah, I find music's like film. It's it's got its own genres, and I can't compare some of them. Uh, it's, uh, I would say, it, it it would have to be one of three Beatles albums that I'd keep going back to. So it's sort of like three of them. What ones? Uh, be Revolver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the White Album and Abbey Road. Abbey Road's excellent. Well, Abbey Road's like the final polished. <laughs> yeah. Here's what we can do all in one little tiny mm -hmm. container. Um, but yeah, they're they're sort of ones I go back to. But then it, it it's sort of hard to pin that down because there's bands which you know are a bit more energetic and you enjoy that music for a different reason than um, sort of more softer, easier listening music as well, which can be worthwhile. So. But, yeah, they'd be the three that I'd definitely be going back to more often than any other record or album or stream, however you want to term it yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I think as a 15-year-old, when I got, I went and bought uh, American Idiot, I was in that sort of uh, rebellious teenage punk, uh, and that, that, like, blew my mind. <laughs> I always, like, remember. I even remember, like, the store I went to to buy it. That's how much I've like it, it, it like left a mark on me. I really, really like American mm. Idiot. It is a good album. Yeah, I I don't know, my music taste has changed over the years. I'm now um, one of those people that grumbles about Triple J having shit music. <laughs> 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 I've, I've reached that age now. You're um, a double J now. 
I'm a double dare, yeah. <laughs> do you ever do um, it like where they do like the whatever the hottest 100? And I'm like, I haven't heard of any of these. I haven't heard. Of, I haven't heard of any of these, and I, yeah, I, I just don't connect with that music. That, that's all. It's just not made for me. But I guess um, in terms of a favorite album, um, ones that I love going back to, um, I love AM by the Arctic Monkeys. Um, it's a phenomenally good album. Um, any album that the White Stripes produce is just golden to me. And um, one that I have been recently going back to over and over again is um, First Aid Kit Stay Gold album from 2014. That is a really good album too. It's, it's just beautiful music. You know, they have such angelic voices and they put a twist on, I guess, the country style in a way. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Nice. I think that's it, guys. I've got nothing else. <laughs> we passed that's what I had. Hey? We passed the test. It wasn't much of a test. It was just no, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, and we passed the audition, isn't it? That's from the <laughs> Beatles oh, album. Yes. <laughs> Is there anything you guys would like to talk about while we have this opportunity to catch up, given that we're all so far away and the lockdown is horrible and scary and... Um, are there any films that you're disappointed you won't be able to catch at the cinema due to this? I I was actually really excited to see Conjuring three, and I like because I really like one and two, and I like I think there's something about seeing horror films at the cinema that is unlike other genres of film. I think comedy and horror there's something really fun about going to see them at the cinema, especially when people scream or people laugh, and yeah, like uh, not getting to see that is a bit like okay. Hmm. That's fair. How about you, Jason? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It it everything keeps getting delayed, so I'm not sure what I'm missing yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I can say what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Free Guy. That sort of tickles my fancy. Seeing the uh, promos on that one. It looks um, interesting, Free Guy. I have to. Yeah. Admit. yeah. yeah. Um, just sort of that spectacle and uh, comedy mixed together. So uh, I'm interested in James Bond. I, I, I'm surprised. I was, <laughs> like, I thought I'd just go, who cares, in the end, because they kept delaying it. So um, Yeah, I'm, I'm keen for no, no time to die. <laughs> <laughs> See, the promos have stopped. That's why we've forgotten the name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is something special about seeing a Bond film in the cinema, I have to say. Like, I'm, yeah. And I'm not a huge... Fan of all of them, but I will say um, Daniel Craig is a Bond that I really enjoy. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's an, it's an element of uh, spectacle that is, I mean, we've talked about it. It's it's unparalleled mm. for reasons. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether I'm going to bother with Black Widow at the cinema now, so it might end up being a Disney Plus. Oh, I think that's one of our reviews, so it might have to be a Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get to watch uh, Luca, the new Pixar movie, which has skipped cinema and gone straight to Disney Plus? No, not just yet. Yes, I did, but I think uh, after seeing Soul, I was a bit disappointed because it, when you set a bar really high, it's it any, is... any rung lower just sort of makes you go, oh. It's the, <laughs> it's, I honestly think it might be... I, I like besides a bug's life, I can't think of a worse Pixar movie. Yes. Um, yeah. Look, I, 
I didn't enjoy it. I, I sort of, it was interesting in parts, like the idea of how they played with the water on them, you know, avoiding the water and that. But, I mean, when you're coming down to just a single joke as being the interesting part, it shows it doesn't have a lot to it. Yeah. And the I think, yeah, going from Seoul, it was going to be a hard a hard bar to jump over and it, it, it didn't even try, which I guess is sort of, it's just a, I don't know. I, I, it didn't even feel like a Pixar movie apart from the quality of the animation. Yeah, no, that's true. It didn't. It sort of felt more... Um, just a generic Disney. Sort of Frozen-ish sort of yeah. Type thing, yeah. So that really, uh, I was really disappointed by by that. My kid, my, look, my son liked it, so... Oh, yeah, my kids liked it as well. It was That was no issue. They, they enjoyed it. Um, and I can see why, but... Yeah, just didn't have those elements that you expect from Pixar because they always have this ability. Well, not I won't say always anymore. No. They usually have this ability <laughs> to just have this slight step outside the square. And See, I, I quite liked, um, I really enjoyed Onward and that was probably a more kind of normal, safe Pixar sort of movie without going down the kind of existential soul or inside out. Oh, yeah. But it was very but good. Yeah, that, but Monsters Inc. never yeah, true. tries to approach that or The Incredibles or, you know, they're, they're just really well made and reflect what they're referring to extremely well um, and make them really fun. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. something something was lacking in it. Yeah, I did watch it, but no. <laughs> I watched the, uh, I've been on a bit of a Jurassic kick and uh, I watched the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World rather. TV show on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My kids watch that. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I like that it, like, it, you know, obviously it's like a kid's show on Netflix. And at no point did I ever feel like anyone was at any real risk of dying. <laughs> but it um, it tied into the both movies, the Jurassic World movies, and actually the narrative tied into both of them really well, <laughs> which I liked. And it was just, um, it was cool to watch sort of more of that uh that world you know that jurassic sort of vibe where the dinosaurs are treated well and yeah no so i i really enjoyed that yeah i can't think of any other things i've seen that's new no, no. I don't really have anything either um i like to sort of watch a lot of um crime documentaries on netflix that's what i primarily use that account for so it's always you madman yeah, I know. Can't help it. <laughs> Psychos are interesting. Psychos are interesting. <laughs> well, it was um, they're doing a Jeffrey Dahmer movie at the moment, apparently. With oh them. God! <laughs> no, they shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, worried I, about the glamorization of it. Hey, I'm worried about the glamorization of those sorts of films. I don't think you could make a cannibal glamorous, no matter well, what you did. They succeeded in the Ted Bundy one with casting Zac Efron, and that's... Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I think they're playing off that, that idea that he was kind of this media darling. He was, yeah. That's Ted, uh, uh, Darwin's a cannibal. <laughs> you can't yeah. make a cannibal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's always been... Cannibal the... is a cannibal. I'm just saying. Sorry? Hannibal Lecter's a cannibal and he has an excellent TV. Yeah, but I never found him admirable. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> and he's also fictitious. 
true. So, yeah. So I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> probably thankfully. Mm, yes. <laughs> Very thankfully. We'll, we'll consider, um, I think, any of us quite rude, and that's mm. never a good sign. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really interested in those uh, fictional, like, well, sorry, I should say dramatizations of real serial killers. It's I'm not either. Not yeah, really. it, it doesn't... Oh, so Zodiac is one of the best films ever made, though. Zodiac is a very good film. I think because we still have yet to identify who that is. So. Yeah, that didn't actually follow the serial killer. It's followed the people following the serial killer. So, yeah. So when yeah. You, well, I haven't watched that new, um, talking about serial killers, that new movie. What's it called? With the kids. Glad to help you out. Oh, no. It's got, <laughs> it's got uh, so Denzel Washington and Rami Malik are detectives, and I believe Jared Leto is the serial killer. Oh, I know which one you mean. And I heard, I heard the little things, the little things. That's it. I heard mixed things about it. I haven't seen it, though. It's interesting. I, I'm not a huge fan of dramatizations of those sorts of things, but um, Mindhunter is one of the best TV series I've ever seen. I really want to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. It's, it's genuinely excellent. The other thing I watched, what did I watch? I watched that new Angelina Jolie movie. Oh, she's the firefighter? She's the firefighter. What is it called? Um, totally believable. It's called Those Who Wish Me Dead. Was that any good? Look, it it's, you know. Okay. It reminded me a lot of, like, just those sort of generic 80s kind of action movies. Sure. Where she's a firefighter who ends up in sort of caring for this young boy whose father's been killed by the mafia for lack of a better word. There's a, there's a, there's a subplot with money laundering, whatever. Okay. And, <laughs> and there, and these two guys are after them and it's Aiden Gillian from um, Game of Thrones and Queer as Folk and anything being a sinister Britishman. And, yeah. and Nicholas Holt, who's also really quite terrifying in this movie. I, I like Nicholas Holt. He's got range. He's really intense in this. And they uh, they light the forest on fire, so it sort of becomes half kind of die hard, get away from the bad guys, half mm. natural disaster forest fire movie. So, it yeah, it was an interesting mix. It was like it was very fun kind of yeah. spectacle, and but shallow as a teaspoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They tried to add depth to her character being like, People died on her watch, and she's she took it to heart, and yeah. now she could protect this boy. No dear. <laughs> and it's Angelina Jolie. Yeah. When she did two murder and stuff. Yeah. Mm. So oh, I, I mean, thought of I thought of another television show. If you haven't seen it, Police Squad. With the, the, the Leslie, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> 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 I just thought of it then. It just struck me. Like, oh, that's a really good show. Yes, starring Lorne Green. <laughs> no, I think no, the no, the William Shatner cameo is just the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, I it doesn't appeal to me that film with Angelina Jolie though. That's no, a, it wasn't good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what I think of her now. She sort of does okay in things. She used to do quite unusual oh, roles. Really amazing sometimes. Mm. And like as a director, she's quite good too. But then mm. it's just like she just sort of, I think, does the, the, the cash cash in hand jobs, it seems mm. like, every now and yeah. then. 
I think every actor's guilty of doing that, you know. Oh, even, for sure. Even the great ones. Like, I know, I know the two of you don't really rate her, but Kate Blanchett has done some shit. <laughs> yes, she has. Yes. <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was pretty... I, I've, I've pretty been... <laughs> I, um, oh, what was I, I was... Does anyone remember the movie Pushing Tin? Yes. Yes. I'm shocked I don't remember Kate Blanchett was in that. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Angelina Jolie was in that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just talking yeah. about movies. <laughs> well, what's the... Uh, I guess if anyone's listening at this point, what are we actually looking at for the next podcasts? We are definitely going to do Black Widow. I think there's yep. no way we can avoid the first Marvel movie in uh, uh, two years, I think. Really? It's Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that long. I don't think there was a single one last year. Not only that, but about a character that we've been asking to have a movie about for the last... Since I met years, you know? <laughs> and, and it does, to me, I mean, I, I guess, like, if we're going to talk about, like, going into it, I obviously I'm very excited about Marvel superheroes and stuff like that i've like i like superhero movies but spoilers if you haven't seen endgame monica i i haven't seen it but i don't care and i know what happens she's dead <laughs> yeah i know that's what i'm a bit worried about because if i know that she's gonna die in endgame then what are the stakes well i know she'll what be fine I'm... but not eventually yeah exactly <laughs> I, uh, I think this is all just a vehicle for as much as we can be like, it's so good that she's getting her own movie and girl power. That's fantastic. I think this is just going to be like, how can we set up Florence Purr as the next Marvel female superhero? Which is cool, but like, it doesn't seem to really matter for Black Widow. No, I guess a good Black Widow movie would be um, Captain America Winter Soldier. So <laughs> Yeah, well, she's great in that. She's great in that. And she gets a lot of like development. Yeah, and then it gets um, pissed away in Age of Ultron. But yeah. <laughs> By her being a monster for not being able to have children or something. There's just so much wrong with that. <laughs> it's a bit awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so we've definitely, we're definitely going to cover Black Widow. We're, we're, we're going to do Battleship as a, what were they thinking? Yep. Which was... Not a fond retrospective? Look! <laughs> <laughs> Let's not spoil anything. <laughs> There's just so much rich goodness to talk about. Let's mm. not spoil anything. Uh, what else are we gonna? What else? Is there anything else that we? I mean, I'm not sure what else. I'm uh, it's, give it's away, a, but we'll be it. reviewing Loki as well. Going back yes. to Marvel, the most anticipated one of the big three Disney Plus televised series. I feel, which I'm up to date on. I'm not. <laughs> I haven't started it yet. The <laughs> Tomorrow uh, War. Yes, we're going to talk about the Tomorrow War, which yeah. just came out. Uh, and then, as far as, oh, we'll leave the um, our peeling onions. We'll, we won't we won't spoil those yet. <laughs> but they're fun. They're, they're, we have I think we got two two really fun ones to talk about. Yes, I think so too. But yeah, as far as new movies and content, we're gonna yeah we're gonna try and have Black Widow, Loki, stuff that we can watch without having to go to a cinema. I don't know what uh, Tomorrow War is gonna be like. I don't have any expectations on it to be honest. I don't have very high expectations at all, but um, produced by and starring Chris Pratt. <laughs> so what's that really horrible trailer he put out where he's like, "I just had a chat with the executive producer, me, and was like, I'm going to put out a new trailer." And I'm like, "This is the most wanking." <laughs> the thing is, only Ryan Reynolds can do a Ryan Reynolds character. Okay, Chris Pratt. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I, Ryan Reynolds can talk whatever shit he wants. Yeah, exactly. He's allowed to. <laughs> yeah. But when Chris Pratt did it, it just felt like I was watching someone verbally jerk themselves off. I mean, there's a reason, um, Twitter got into a huge argument about him being the worst Hollywood Chris, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's up there. Well, yeah, considering Chris, Christian Bale has now joined the uh, the um, Marvel Universe as well. He has, hasn't he? Yeah, he's going to be in Thor Love and Thunder. He's going to be the villain in Thor. Can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be so what I'm reading, it looks like a lot of people are in Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> Everyone. I think half of Australia is in Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> half the Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah, mm. all sorts of things. So, yeah. The, um, As- the Asgardians of the Galaxy is Thor likes to call them in uh, Endgame. There'll be no Revengers reunion. <laughs> and then there's the in the Revengers. And then there's the, uh, well, we've got the, I think it's at the end of the year, we get the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special as well. There's a oh. special? Yeah, so um, James Gunn's directed it as a, uh, I think as sort of a loving tribute to the Star Wars holiday special, but it's uh, going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be an in-canon story. Jesus right. Christ on a bicycle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch that. I'm. Oh, we've got the Suicide Squad. That's, like, really soon as well, I think. Yeah, I think that'll be uh, the next lot. Probably, mm. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Which looks, the more I see of it, the more I'm excited about it. It just looks insane. It mm. certainly looks better than the one that we got, so. It's got, they've managed to fit the... the polka dot man in it (laughs) and um and arm fall off boy is also appearing as a character in the movie who uh who could take his uh, arms off and beat people with them (laughs) look i'm not saying that marvel is better than dc but dc (laughs) certainly has some shit characters Ma- Stan Lee didn't have no arm fall off, boy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Probably left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. But, but DC, no shame. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so there is stuff on the way. I mean, obviously, we'll see how it goes. The plan was that we're all going to be in a room together around our beautiful microphone setup talking about stuff. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. And... We don't know what's going to happen, but we thought, you know, we may as well try to do something. Yeah, test the waters if we can do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't help but think of um, Red Dragon. Do you see? Do you see what we're trying to do? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Do you see? (laughs) I, I, I think... I don't think there's any substitute for actually sitting in a room together, but no, no. maybe I'm old fashioned. <laughs> no, but we'll be able to do that soon. Yeah. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Fingers crossed. Mm. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Gladys, if you're listening. Um, I'm sure she's an avid listener. I'd say <laughs> thanks, but fuck you. Uh <laughs> And, um, and more importantly, Scotty from marketing, you can chew the bark <laughs> off my big fat log. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for joining us for this uh, lockdown episode of Pops Culture. I have been Scott. I'm still Jason. I'm still Monica. 
Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was from the Nine News Network in regards to the COVID lockdown and the song at the end was Sleeping on the Blacktop by Coulter Wall. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, we're available at socials. It's facebook.com forward slash popculturepod or on Twitter at popcultureau. Lady spitting at the knicker jacks, businessman with a needle and a spoon. Coyote chewing on a cigarette pack of young boys going howling at the moon. Head darling, sleeping on the black top. Head darling, running through the trees, honey. Head darling, leaving for the next town. Lesson my sense catches up with me. On the number four, two witnesses blowing up high. Not sure whose will be done. You can call me a sinner for a wondering why. Head darling, sleeping on the black top. Head darling, running through the trees, honey. Head darling, leaving for the next time. Lesson my sense catches up with me.